You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. And we'd like to thank today's sponsor, Great Lakes Gearia. It's where we've gotten all of our kettlebells. Uh, we've got our pull-up bar, uh, and you can get dumbbells and all that type of stuff. They're a Canadian company that does... Um, you know, really well-made um, uh, cast iron kettlebells, but they also do competition bells now. So great company, uh, you know, a lot of fun to work with. Um, we've been using their gear for years. Um, pretty much our entire gym <laughs> is great, like Gear equipment. Um, so very rugged uh, and stands up to me sweating all over it, never rusted. Uh, so that powder coat finish is... Uh, uh, standing up quite well on all of our kettlebells. And the great thing is, as a listener of this podcast, if you go to greatlakesgearia.com um, and use promo code LIVEWILD at checkout, you get 10% off. Um, and that ain't nothing. Because if you're buying a whole bunch of you know gym equipment or squat rack or uh, kettlebells, uh, that can get uh, to be a bit of money. Um, a very wise investment. It's a great investment in yourself. That's sort of the way we look at it. But, you know, we've got thousands of dollars of, uh, you know, weights in the basement um, and being able to save on them because we had to pay full retail because uh, <laughs> we can't use our own promo code. Kind of a bummer, huh? Um, but yes, if you use promo code LiveWild to check out at greatlakesgear.com, save 10% and get some great exercise equipment uh, and kettlebells to do the workouts you're going to hear about in the episodes. So, yeah. Thank you guys for both listening and thanks Great Lakes Gear for sponsoring the show. Welcome back to Live Wild Radio. I'm Winston. Catherine is not with me today. She's actually on a business trip in New York and Boston. Uh, it's been a minute since we put an episode out uh, because we've been reworking things a little bit. Um, I'll get into the whys uh, in, a, in a minute or two. But one of the things we've run into uh, is, don't get us wrong, we love the adventure, the outdoor. Um, you know, That's what we started this as is the part-time adventure podcast. But something we've run into over the last while, and maybe it's the fact that actually the entire time we've been putting it out, we've been middle-aged, but the whole pandemic happened in there as well. And one of the things that, that I have run into and Catherine's run into over and over and over again um, is meeting people who are kind of in our age demographic, you know, the Gen Xers that at 40 to 60, um, when we should be in the prime of our life, I realize people think younger is better, but um, I find this age range, uh, you know, the Gen X, um, is where you're old enough to have collected some wisdom um, hopefully you're not broke all the time. <laughs> you know, we, we've accumulated a bit of success in life. Um, you know, a lot of the people that I've talked to, they're doing really well in their work, their business, their family, but the part that they've neglected is themselves. Um, and you know, 
uh, like if anybody's ever watched The Princess Bride, um, uh, without your health, you have nothing. <laughs> um, so it, it was sort of an interesting thing that we ran into is that um, when we're looking at the topics that are important to us, because obviously if we're going to put a podcast out, it's got to be something we're interested in. Um, and the uh, messages that seem to resonate with people uh, tends to be um, either rock climbing stuff, which we're going to keep doing because that oh, is all part of our life, and the fitness content we put out because obviously the better shape you're in, the better you'll do outdoorsy things. But over the last number of months, um, in particular, I've been running into so many guys, you know, in my sort of demographic, my age range, I'm 52. Uh, you know, some of them are as much as like a decade or more younger than me, but there's kind of like this through line where it's like, I don't feel like a man anymore. Um, I don't have energy, stuff that I used to be able to do, I can't do. Um, now, there, there are limitations we all run into um, as we age, but the fact is, uh, I'm hearing these things from people when myself uh, and, and a lot of my personal training clients um, feel amazing. Um, it's like, like, this feels like the best time of my life. Because I'm physically fit, although I'm nursing a calf injury right now. Um, you know, I'll tell you about that in a second. Uh, you know, physically fit. I've got energy. I feel like I feel a zest for life. And in talking to, and it's been predominantly guys, but I've, I've had some conversations with women uh, along the same idea. And you're at that point where you actually have a bit more free time because the kids are older, um, or in some cases, like they're off to university, uh, you know, you're successful, all the things that should be having you go, man, I got life by the balls. And they're just like, <sighs> you know, they, they don't have that zest, that confidence, that drive. Um, and it's one of those things where when I look at, okay, uh, if I could give you what I feel, um, if there was a way to just bottle it <laughs> in a simple, you know, like a pill form or, you know, maybe a, a, a little bit of powder you put in your morning coffee to make you feel the way I feel, um, then I would be a billionaire. <laughs> um, now the reality comes in, there is a prescription, um, and uh, there's some co different components to it, but the primary one is exercise. Um, and I'm just running into this thing where uh, both the research on health and longevity um, and then the overwhelming research on uh, mental health, uh, you know, as far as depression, anxiety, um, you know, uh, a lot of research on sleep because these, you know, your mental health, your sleep, your nutrition, your exercise. Um, but exercise positively impacts all of these things like in a way that there is no prescription drug that will do it. Um, 
So it's why this episode is, uh, you know, why exercise is the most powerful prescription. Um, because the reality comes in, uh, you lift some heavy things, relatively heavy, right? It doesn't have to be, you know, bursting blood vessel kind of heavy, but you lift some heavy things repeatedly. <laughs> um, I know I'm simplifying, but the sort of the concept I want you to get in is the simple before we get into the details. You lift some heavy things a few times a week. Um, you get your heart rate elevated a few times a week and you move in a light manner a lot, which we tend to equate with walking or steps. You get those three things dialed in um, and they don't have to be dialed in perfectly, but you get those three things dialed in and you are going to change your life. Um, we're not talking becoming an elite level athlete or anything like that. You can if you want to, you know. Um, but the big thing we're running into is that uh, the universally, almost everybody that I've talked to who feels this way doesn't have a regular exercise practice. Um, and I know myself, when I've let myself go a little bit, um, and if people really want to see how bad it can get, <laughs> uh, go, uh, this should be up shortly. Um, and we're going to have a whole episode about it, but, uh, go onto our website. You'll get a sign up pop-up that'll come up to download our turning back the clock, uh, ebook. And in there, I've got a picture of me now <laughs> and a picture of me a couple of years ago. Uh, and in both pictures, I'm still a dad, but I will say the dad bod in the second picture, um, much more uh, <laughs> appealing, um, you know. Uh, so it's not just a case where I'm, you know, advocating something, but I live it. Um, and I'm not perfect with it. But the thing is, and this is the great part, is you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be consistent, Right? Like when I'm having a bummer day, you know, I just, uh, fuck, I don't feel like working out. I just do 15 minutes. Um, I just have a commitment. I'll do 15 minutes. Right? Because most of the time, if I've got a workout planned and I start it, I'll finish it. But in my head, if it's just like, I just got to put in 15 minutes. Well, it's fucking 15 minutes, right? Anybody can do that. Um, so, you know, that's one of the little tools I use to stay consistent. Um, and another thing to wrap your head around, think of it as like the 80-20 rule, um, if people are familiar with the Pareto principle. Um, it, it came out of economics in Italy, uh, you know, which is 80% of the land was owned by 20% of the population, neither here nor there, but it gets applied to a lot of things. And one of the things I like is that if you execute 80% of your plan <laughs> um, consistently, even if it's not perfect, it's not 100, um, it's still a passing grade. You'll still make progress, right? Same thing. If you eat you know, super healthy um, or if you're trying to lose weight in a caloric deficit 80% of the time, as long as <laughs> uh, you know, the 20% that you don't isn't like a total binge fest, all-you-can-eat buffet all day, you will still have a trend of losing um, weight. And if you structure it properly, it'll be predominantly body fat. Um, 
So that's always one of the things I want people to uh, have in their head. Number one, it's better to do something than nothing, right? Just 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's like do something, right? Because a lot of times if you start, you'll actually do the whole thing that's planned. Um, and then secondly is it's okay to have losses on a daily basis, right? But we don't want to have losses on a weekly basis in the sense of it's okay if you miss a workout or you do have a donut, right? Or you go out to eat for dinner, you know, when you're trying to lose weight. Um, but that's just like, you know, one point, like if you're eating, you know, because uh, we're not going to get into things of intermittent fasting or anything at the moment, but let's say you're eating 21 meals a, a, a week, right? Three meals a day, seven days a week. Um, and you, uh, you know, screw up three times, um, you're still over 80%. Um, you know, so it, it comes into one of those things where by just doing something, right, um, you know, and if you do like a short little workout, uh, one of the little tricks I do is I just make sure that what I do is relatively hard. It doesn't have to be kill you. But if you go short, um, especially say if it's a strength training thing, um, one of my favorite little workouts is I'll set a timer um, for 16 minutes um, and it beeps every minute. So it's 16 one minute intervals. And I take two exercises um, because I hurt my calf. I'm doing a lot of upper body work right now to give my, uh, it's hard to do any lower body stuff um, when you've got a pulled calf muscle. Um, so things like kettlebell swings and squats and lunges and tire dragging and all this other stuff I do, um, is really hard to do when your calf is, uh, you know, healing. So, uh, I put a lot of emphasis on kind of upper body and core work that doesn't require my feet on the ground. And so, uh, I'll have that timer set for 16 minutes. It beeps and I'll do a set of pull-ups. Um, you know, I'll do a set of five pull-ups and then when I hop down from the bar, I'm very gingerly at this point because of the, uh, the calf, uh, I will then, uh, the rest of that minute is rest. Um, and then when it beeps again, now I do a set of push-ups with a band over my back. So it's harder. You could do a weight vest, you know, that kind of thing, whatever, uh, just regular push-ups, uh, the amount I can do in 30 seconds because I try to make sure that you have at least 30 seconds rest when you do these every minute on the minute workouts. Um, you know, I want to kind of keep my reps five to eight per set. Um, and you just repeat that for the 16 minutes. Well, you've just done eight sets of each exercise, right? And if you're doing five reps, that's 40 reps of each exercise. <laughs> you know, if it's eight reps, it's 64 reps of each exercise. Um, Vince Gironda, an old-time bodybuilding coach um, from the 1950s, had a whole program, eight sets eight, um, with like really short rests in between. So this is just a variation of that on the timer, right, on the clock. Um, and I'll tell you, the next day, you know, if I pick the loads correctly, um, well, I'm... I'm not achy sore, like, no, you know, it's not like I can't move my upper body, but like I hit all the muscle fibers, right? You know, when you can hit the vast majority of the muscles in your upper body, 
with two exercises in 16 minutes, there's no reason to skip it, <laughs> if you know what I mean, especially if you work at it home. Um, because, you know, for the typical person, it takes, we'll say, 15 minutes to get to the gym and 15 minutes home. Well, if you're doing one of these types of workouts and you're pushed for time, right, you sort of look and go, I don't have an hour or an hour and a half. Like if it's half an hour to and from the gym and you're going to put in an hour at the gym, well, that's an hour and a half out of your day. If you do this type of workout um, or other types that I can, you know, will eventually be showing people, um, you can knock stuff out quickly and efficiently and effectively at home. Um, like I am a huge proponent, like everybody should own, uh, a pair of adjustable kettlebells, um, and have a pull-up bar <laughs> with a set of gymnastics rings hanging on it. Um, and then some bands, if you have that, and it's not crazy expensive, like you can get all of that, uh, for less than 800 bucks. And I know 800 bucks, you're like, oh my God, that's a lot. Um, but having a gym essentially uh, that you can work everything in your body and you can um, do a lot of conditioning work um, that would fit, not counting the pull-up bar because you obviously got to attach that to something, um, but between the gymnastics rings on straps and two adjustable kettlebells, uh, that'll fit in the trunk of your car with room for groceries for a family of four still, right? Like two adjustable kettlebells take up two square feet on your floor. Um, and then you'll run into the thing where, uh, gymnastics rings, which you can hang from a tree branch or a solid, you know, football or soccer goalpost or park swings or, you know, you don't have to use them just indoors. Um, you can do outdoor workouts with them as well. You can do pull-ups, dips, uh, L-sits, <laughs> just supports even. Just holding your whole weight off the ground on a pair of gymnastics rings will make your whole body shake. Um, uh, and then lower them down, do push-ups. Um, put them at about waist height and get under them and do body rows where you, instead of rowing a weight to you, you're rowing your body to the rings. Um, uh, you know, you can use them for balance for doing sissy squats. You can do leg curls on them. Like anything you can use like a TRX for, like any kind of suspension trainer, you can use the gymnastics rings. But you also run into the thing where you can do a lot of stuff that a Y-style single point suspension trainer, um, like a TRX, is awkward to do, like push-ups, um, dips, uh, pull-ups, because the handles basically Y off of the, the main attachment point. So if you're trying to do push-ups and you're getting in between them, it kind of gets in the way of your back and shoulders, whereas the gymnastics rings, you can set them any width you want. Um, you can even do tricep extensions and bicep curls and, uh, you know, some isolation work with them. So, you know, super, super versatile tool. And, you know, if you look at the upper body of any male gymnast who works on the rings, who, unless you want to be a competitive bodybuilder, which this isn't for you, um, it does everything you could ever fucking want for your upper body development. You know, like even if you just do pull-ups and dips and push-ups and rows, 
on the rings consistently and gradually increase the number of reps or the difficulty because by adjusting the height um, or wearing a weight vest or any of those types of things, you can make them harder or easier. You know, you can progress for years and end up being a jacked monster, <laughs> um, you know, all with this little tool. And you can buy a set of gymnastics rings off Amazon um, for like 35 bucks. That's what I paid for mine. Um, and, you know, they'll fit in a gym bag because <laughs> it's two straps and two rings. Um, it'll fit in a gym bag. Uh, you know, in my case, we took and got an unfinished basement. So we put swing swivels, um, attached to the ceiling and I just run the, uh, they're basically what you put on a swing set for the swings to swing. Um, and I ran the straps through them. Uh, so I've got this like bit of suspension trainer gymnastics rings that are adjustable, um, just attached to the ceiling of my basement. Um, and then we've got another pair uh, that, um, just cause they're so inexpensive, another pair in our outdoor workout bag. <laughs> so if we're going to go to the park to work out, which is kind of a fun thing to do, like we'll go with the whole family. Um, you know, we'll take the rings, we'll take the maces, drag a tire, you know, there's a bunch of stuff you can do. Um, and have like this kick-ass little workout without, you know, having to cart a whole gym anywhere we're going if that makes any sense. Um, and, you know, if you get these, that basic setup, pull up our gymnastics rings, uh, and a pair of adjustable kettlebells, um, you can completely change your life. Uh, and I say that because obviously I've been training my whole life, but at different points I've been fatter than others because I specialized a little bit too much. I went through a period of powerlifting where it was just squat, deadlift, bench press. I didn't care what I looked like. I just wanted to lift the most weight possible. Um, and that's sort of when I got fat. Uh, but the great part is when the pandemic came along, the we lived in an apartment uh, at the time and we didn't have room for a power rack, barbells, all that. All we had at home were kettlebells. So... Uh, that's when we started building our kettlebell, uh, collection. Um, it's before anybody come out with these adjustables. Um, you know, now I probably just have two sets of adjustables so two people could work out at once. Um, cause right now at home we've got like 10 sets. <laughs> it's kind of excessive, but, um, because ours are fixed weight, uh, and I like, ha I like working out with pairs like doing double kettlebell clean and press, double kettlebell front squats. Um, it means having matching sets of all of them. Uh, but the big thing you're going to run into is having this kind of little setup at home. Um, you know, even if all you had with the kettlebells, like I like the pull-up bar, I like hanging, I like doing pull-ups, I like all the gymnastic ring work. Um, you know, but but if you're just going to, Say you're like we were where, you know, we lived in an apartment. Um, it wasn't until we moved that we were able to get a, put up a pull-up bar. Um, if you live in a place where it's limited, just get a goddamn pair of kettlebells. Um, you know, you're limited as far as vertical pulling goes, like you would do a pull-up because um, you don't have anything to do it on. But other than that, um, you run into the thing where you're able to... Uh, you know, do hip hinges and squats. 
um, you know, because it can be single or double kettlebell swings, single or double kettlebell squats, um, snatches, cleans, that's getting it up to your shoulder height. Um, they're all based on the swing. Uh, you know, pressing, like overhead pressing and push-ups takes care of all of your pushing muscles. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the stuff does work your upper back muscles, but um, if you add in rows where you pull it into your stomach, um, that will work most of your uh, upper back muscles, um, you know. Uh, and so even, it's one of those things where other than the vertical pull that you'd get from a pull-up bar, um, it gives you 90% of what you need. Um, and especially if you're coming from zero, <laughs> uh, you know, a program that gives you 90% of what you need um, is infinitely better than a program giving you nothing, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, because, you know, most people is not like they're, uh, like for us, because we rock climb, the vertical pulling is really important. Um, and hanging is good for your shoulder health. But if you don't have access to that, because, you know, you say live in an apartment or condo and you can't pull up a, put up a pull-up bar, well, it's one of those things where if you get 90% of the benefits, um, it's still an A. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not perfect, but it's an A. Because um, the other thing you can do, obviously, with the kettlebells as well, is loaded carries, which is to pick them up and walk around with them. You know, one in each hand, um, you know, suitcase carries with them in one hand, which is great stuff for strengthening your core and your lower back. Uh, rack carries where you clean it up to your shoulder height and walk with it there because that does a lot for bracing the core. Um, and then waiter carries, which is a great one for your shoulder health, where you press it overhead, hold it in the top fixation position and walk with it there. And if you don't have room in your home or apartment to walk, just march in place. Um, that will give you like suitcase carries marching in place, you know, rack carries, overhead, like waiter's walks where you've just got one pressed overhead. You're getting this cross-body stabilization because you're asymmetrically loaded. Um, and, you know, it's one of the things like fitness influencers we're going to call it like if you see fitness stuff on youtube or instagram so much of it is flashy hype nonsense trying to grab your attention um you know like the amount of uh like fitness short videos or reels that i see where it's like if you want your biceps to grow you got to do this right and then the show it's like Listen, if you progressively progress on like a, a chin-up, which is like a pull-up but gripping it with the your palms facing you, um, or pull-ups on the gymnastics rings, raise them as high as you can and do pull-ups, um, and do any kind of curl, you're going to get an ass load of bicep development, you know, as long as you're progressing over time, right? You're using more resistance or doing more reps or doing more volume, you know, you're taking your sets within a few reps of failure. So their sets are hard, you know, and failure, muscular failure, uh, is the point at which you can't do another rep, right? So your last couple of reps, you don't have to go right to failure where you can't budget, but you want to take your sets, um, to the point where it's like in your head, you go, I don't know, maybe I got one or two left, but that's it. Right. Cause that's within a couple reps of failure that activates 
you know, the vast majority of your muscle fibers. Um, you know, you do a few, uh, like if you're aiming for bicep development, for instance, if you do a few sets of chin-ups, um, you know, with your hands relatively close together, like, you know, maybe a foot apart, um, with your palms facing you. Uh, and if you can't do full chin-ups with just your whole body weight, put a resistance band around, uh, the pull-up bar, pull it down, step in it, and it will take that amount of weight off, right? Um, and the higher it gets, the harder it gets because it's taking less, the band is less stretched, so it's taking less weight off. So you run into the thing at the bottom, um, it'll take more weight off. At the top, it's taking less, right? So it really loads those biceps and your upper back muscles and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then if you've just got kettlebells, but you still want to really work your biceps, um, aside from doing a lot of cleans, um, which tend to hit the biceps really well, um, you just take a towel, put it through the handle of one of the kettlebells, grab both ends of the towel, um, and just curl it. And you're starting with a hammer curl position where your uh, hands or your palms are perpendicular to the ground. And as you curl it up, turn your knuckles up to the sky. Um, you do three sets of each twice a week and, you know, make them so you work a little bit and get a bit of a pump, you're going to grow your biceps. <laughs> it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. Um, you know, so uh, this is why, like, I'm trying to get these messages out. And that's sort of why we've revamped the podcast. Um, we're still going to be doing adventure stuff. We're rebranding it as the Fitness and Adventure Podcast putting a little bit more emphasis on the fitness um, because a lot of you might have gleaned from uh, uh, a lot of the fitness episodes we've done outside of the podcast. Um, I've been a personal trainer and a coach for, this is kind of freaky, but knocking on the door of 30 years. Um, and, you know, with the podcast, we were sort of just looking at the idea of, hey, we're just going to get information out about fitness and because it's good for everybody. But, you know, because I've run into so many people where uh, they don't think it's doable <laughs> at their age or, you know, um, that we've decided that, that I, I have no better way of calling it, but it almost feels like a calling, <laughs> you know, um, and that's part of the reason I've coached for years because like it's super um, gratifying to be able to help people improve their life, right? And that's sort of what we wanted to do with, with the podcast with the idea of adventure. Um, but nothing improves your life as much as fitness does. Um, you know, it's just such a life-changing tool. Um, you know, everything in your life is better if you're in better shape. Um, as long as you didn't spend so much time on it that you neglected all your relationships. And that's why, you know, uh, I'm probably your man cause I'm the time efficient workout guy. It's not hours in the gym. <laughs> I'm like myself and I've been training for years other than sustained cardio where I'm going out for bike rides or super long walks or dragging my tire or, you know, snowshoeing in the winter. Um, other than that, uh, where, you know, obviously I'll do like three hour bike rides and stuff because it's fun. Um, uh, but just in training my cardio, I might do three, one hour rides a week and then one long one on the weekend kind of thing. 
but outside of that, all of my training, um, not counting warm up and cool down, but my training, the longest is 30 minutes. Uh, and I'm making great, still making great gains. Um, I'm getting stronger, you know, but it's just using a number of techniques that shorten the workout time. I simplify them by focusing, you know, on, uh, you know, prime movements. Like if you do compound movements, say like a double kettlebell clean and press, you've worked your hamstrings, your butt, your lower back, um, a lot of your upper back stabilizer muscles, your shoulders, your triceps. You know, there's a lot of core activation. Um, so that one exercise, which is really kind of two because you're cleaning it and then pressing it. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, you're seeing this dramatic improvement um, from one movement. Um, in fact, you know, uh, to give you an idea, like, uh, famous kettlebell coach, Jeff Newport, he's done whole programs where all it is is the clean press. Um, I think that's overly, um, minimalistic, <laughs> but I've actually just to experiment, I've bought and done his program, um, called the giant before, um, a few phases of it. And while it isn't going to do a whole lot to build some big legs, it doesn't really do a ton. Uh, it maintains, but doesn't build your um, pulling power. Um, I've run into the thing where a lot of my shoulder development, uh, you know, that I've seen over the last couple of years came from that movement, the clean and press. Um, you know, my own programming for people and for myself tends to be Minimal, but broader, if that makes any sense. A lot of days are two movement days. Um, so it'll be like a clean and press and a pull-up, right? So now you're doing a pull, a push, and a hip hinge. Um, and then another day would be uh, squats and loaded carries. There's all five movement patterns, right? So if you, uh, you know, sort of focus on things that way, you can hit everything in a really smart, simple, time-efficient manner. So whether you're using every minute on the minute training, where you know you do a set every minute, so if you work out for half an hour, you did 30 sets, pretty time-efficient. Because <laughs> um, here's a little stat that'll, I don't think it'll surprise people when they think about it, but the average set will take about 30 minutes, or 30 minutes, 30 seconds, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, you know, so if say you're doing like three sets of eight, a set of eight will take anywhere from like 25 to 30 seconds. But m most people will rest um, three minutes between sets and then there's moving between things in the gym. So one of the things you often run into is in a one hour workout, the person's only actually, and I've timed this and then I've seen independent corroboration of this as well, um, the average traditional workout, if you want to call it, um, strength training workout is they'll be in the gym for an hour and they actually spend 12 to 14 minutes actually exercising the rest of it's resting. And that's not being, uh, lazy. That's just sort of the prescription of do a set three minutes rest between sets. Um, whereas if you were to do it like an EMOM style, um, you're running into the thing where, say, minute one, you do a set of squats. Minute two, you do a set of push-ups. 
Um, so the squatting muscles are resting, but now you're working your pecs and your shoulders and your delt, or not your delts because that's your shoulders, but your triceps. Then minute three, um, you do something like a kettlebell swing. Minute four, uh, you do uh, a pull-up. Then you come back to your squats, minute five, right? You take those four exercises and repeat it for um, six rounds. That's 24-minute workout, six sets of each exercise. Um, but you're getting the muscles themselves are getting about three minutes rest in between. Um, but when you do that type of workout with a heart rate monitor on, um, your heart rate stays elevated um, for pretty much the whole workout, um, not, you know, it, it goes up and down because some push-ups aren't going to get your heart rate up as much as a set of kettlebell swings will. But you run into the thing where it also then, um, you know, using my Garmin heart rate monitor, it ends up counting as part of my cardio um, because it's like your heart rate was elevated. Here's your zones this long, this much time in each zone. Um, so not only am I hitting the muscles with enough volume to grow them, enough load to get stronger, but because we're limiting those rest periods, you're also getting cardiovascularly fitter <laughs> um, and your body's getting better at repeated work efforts, um, work capacity as we would call it. So that's part of the reason why these types of workouts are so effective um, because you're running into the thing where you're not just improving one parameter, but you're improving a whole bunch. Um, you know, so it's not the optimal way to get big or the optimal way to get strong or the optimal way to build endurance. But if you're limited for time to train, it works all of those things. So, you know, if it's the fact like I've got this amount of time to train, um, you can get, you know, call it like 75% of the improvement on all of those. Um, instead of optimal, well, over the period of months, it feels game-changing because everything's better without you having to uh, work on everything individually, which you don't have the time for. So that's why exercise is the most powerful prescription. Um, next episode, um, I'm going to be talking about a cool program I'm putting together. Um, you know, because one of the things that I've done in the last number of months between episodes, it's actually been a while, um, but when we had this idea is I've taken my in-person personal training and created an online platform. So if people want to, you know, book my services and, you know, have me plan out their workouts, hold them accountable, you know, so that you can get that confidence, you can look better, you can feel better, you can turn back the clock. Um, I've got a cool program that we'll talk about in the next episode called the Gen X Transformation Program. Um, this is slightly hyperbole, but you know the tagline um, is from couch to superhero. <laughs> um, you know it's a three month program, so it'll take longer than that to become a superhero, uh, unless you get bit by one of those radioact radioactive spiders. Um, but the idea is sort of like a clean, simple to follow plan that takes you from, I don't know what I'm doing 
to, wow, I'm way fitter in three months. Um, so, uh, you know, stay tuned for next episode, uh, and I'll talk about that program. Um, and then, you know, from there, uh, if you check the links below in the description, um, you'll see where you can get some awesome adjustable kettlebells from a company called Bells of Steel. Um, uh, we still are big fans of Great Lakes Gearia, but for nothing is more efficient um, than, you know, two bells that cover you from 12 to 32 kilo in two kilo increments. So, uh, you know, look at that link below. Um, we'll also link to the uh, fitness program, the Gen X transformation program. Um, but you'll be finding out more about it. And I have a puppy just sitting at the door whining. So that's a perfect time to sign off for this episode. I'm Winston. Remember, work hard, play dirty, and I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>